Hello and welcome to the Film Pulse Podcast. This is episode number 392. My name's Adam Patterson. With me today, we've got Kevin Rickshaw. Hey, Kevin. Hey, how's it going? We're getting pretty close to 400 here. I know. It's exciting. 400 episodes. Getting there. Wowza. Uh, this week on the show, we will be going over our most anticipated films of 2021. But first, we'll be taking a look back at last year's list. And we'll be seeing how everything turned out. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Please remember to review us on iTunes if you get a moment. I feel like there's like several caveats or things that we need to sort of go over before jumping into this list. Uh, First, obviously, 2020 was a crazy year. And I think 2021 is going to also be a crazy year. Mm -hmm. Even, even Even if they start to get COVID under control and people start getting vaccinated and and everything starts to return to some some sort of normalcy in that regard i think that the the film industry itself is still going to be very disrupted this year Mm -hmm. Uh, as such when we go over this list there are a lot of things like this is a much smaller list than other years i believe and i think that i should also point out that for my list, my list at least, uh, it's mostly U.S. films, just because I'm not sure what's on the horizon for any like Japanese films, any films over in the U.K., international yeah. films. I'm not really sure what is happening with those. No. And I mean, we talked about this before doing the podcast. Is you know the every year that we do this. You know, you, you sift through pages upon pages of movies being released. You know, looking looking for things. And let's just say that the the stack of movies to look through in order to to compile this list, which is much thinner than in previous years. Yeah. Now you can go onto IMDb and look at 2021, which is what I do. And there's like 4,000 plus listed there, but. Once you get to, like, the 500s, it starts to just turn into, like, stuff that is clearly not going to come out in 2021. And then also you get, like, a lot of, like, weird fan films and stuff and, like, things. Yeah. Tons of Indian films, too. Tons of Indian films. Bollywood just dominates those lists. And, I mean, I don't even know what the state of Bollywood is at this point. Like, if those movies are going to see the light of day because of the pandemic. But... Let's go over what we predicted or what we, what our most anticipated movies were from last year. And I think that that's going to probably knock <laughs> some of the, the ones on our 2021 list off right off the bat, because I think a lot of these are going to be carryovers from, yeah. from last year. There's, there's definitely a handful of carryovers. Uh, I actually pulled up my list and, you know, kind of combed over it. And I was actually pretty surprised that a decent portion of my uh, most anticipated from 2020, I actually did get to see. Yeah, I, I was kind of surprised too. I thought that the bulk of the list was going to be movies that <laughs> which didn't is come funny out. Be- it, which is funny because in previous years, that was something that we always discussed is a huge portion of our lists, you know, we wouldn't get to see like they didn't come out. And here, this is the year that I was like, well, surely, the, you know, more than 50% of these movies I did not get to see. 
But turns out, no, this might actually have been one of the best years. Yeah, almost all of them, actually, which was kind of a surprise. Uh, so starting off the list, I had Wendy, which is the new Ben Zeitlin one that did come out. I did see it, uh, and it was a disappointment. I didn't, I didn't really enjoy that movie whatsoever. So that was a huge disappointment. It had really good, a really good score to it. Ben Zeitlin did the score in that, just like he did with uh, Beast of the Southern Wild, and it had some really good visuals. But the the story in that, if you're not familiar, it's sort of a, a spin on uh, Peter Pan. It just really wasn't there for me. We had Last Night in Soho, which is the new Edgar Wright. That's going to be a carryover to next year. That did not come out. Uh, still, still excited for that. I have myself down on the this list. I guess you weren't. You weren't. You're done with Edgar Wright. You hate the guy now, or something? Oh, no, I no, I don't hate him. That just that movie just didn't seem that. You know, honestly, yeah. You know, honestly, looking at this synopsis, I think it's sort of a horror movie. I don't really know too much about it. I don't know how much of it is being sort of kept under wraps. At the onset, it didn't particularly excite me, but just the Edgar Wright name alone, I was just like, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm into that. A young girl passionate about fashion design is mysteriously able to enter the 1960s where she encounters her idol, a dazzling wannabe singer, but 1960s London is not what it seems, and time seems to fall apart with shady consequences. Oh, boy. Yeah, I think that's... It's cool. We both had Synchronic on our list, the new, the Benson yeah, and Moorhead. Which did that? That came out. It did right. come out. Yeah, I saw it. It's good. I didn't love it like every other Benson and Moorhead film, but I think that there was it was unique and it definitely had their sort of trademark style. It, it's worth a look for sure. It didn't quite make my top movies list, but. Certainly up there. The French Dispatch, which, uh, you know, <laughs> that didn't, you know, I'm not even sure that that's going to come out in 2021. I don't know if that got a, a, a new release date. I looked it up and I doesn't seem to have one. So I'm hoping, I mean, it's done. So uh, if you're not familiar, that's the new Wes Anderson. I think that that should be coming out in 2021. I hope, I hope it does. Uh, we both had... We both had Tenet on our list, the new Christopher Nolan. Uh, I did see this. It, it did, this did come out. There's, this was a little bit of a contentious release because you know, they forced it into theaters when they shouldn't have. And Yeah. It, yeah. You know, I, I think that was completely inappropriate. And I, I understand where Christopher Nolan's coming from. And he wants to you know, save theaters and all of that. And I do too, but not, not at the expense of... You know the 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 public safety of of people. Did you see Tenet yet? No, not I, I, <laughs> for some reason. And I think that this speaks more largely to the well-documented case of me kind of like not being into movies, like not having it in 2020. And for whatever reason, like the option of seeing Tenet, I'm just like ah, I, I don't have it in me. Mm. I just don't have it. Uh, it's good. It's quite good. I would uh, definitely recommend seeing it. It's it's a bit of a, a mind fuck. Got to oh try to wrap your head around what the hell's going on in it. Lots of time. I mean, the the cool thing is like the the time manipulation that you see in it. Uh, the action scenes that use the time manipulation. I mean that that makes it worth a look in and of itself. Where they reverse time and stuff like objects 
work in reverse and it's just really crazy and uh i want to rewatch it actually but yeah i I really enjoyed tenet i had the personal history of david copperfield on my list which was the new uh armando inucci one and that did come out i did i did see it but i was not really into it unfortunately i didn't it didn't feel like the same kind of movie like uh the death of stalin or veep or any of his other projects that he's worked on i didn't find it like particularly funny it was very light-hearted but i yeah i don't know it was fine <laughs> it, was, it was a little bit of a disappointment for me i guess uh bill and ted face the music was on my list uh that ended up on my top 10 i loved it uh ghostbusters afterlife that's another one that's going to be that was supposed to come out that didn't. So that's that'll be in 2021. Uh, we both had Defy Bloods on our list. That did come out. That was on Netflix. It's the Spike Lee one. Uh, turned out great. I thought. I think you 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 like that one too, right? I liked it. I wasn't huge on it, but I you know it's enjoyable. Uh, yeah, uh, we both had Candyman on our list. This is going to be another carryover, and this is like my I think most anticipated for 2021 at this point. I'm just yeah. uh, my my hype for Candyman has hit a fever pitch. I'm really really excited for that. <laughs> this guy can't take it anymore. I can't take it. I need the Candyman. <laughs> Fucking losing it for Candyman. We both had. I'm thinking of ending things on our list. The Charlie yeah. Kaufman. That did not um, work out. No, that didn't work out. Unfortunately, neither of us were into that. A lot of people were. A lot of people liked it, and uh, I think that's great. But. With uh, for me, uh, just wasn't wasn't quite there. Uh, I had the Invisible Man, and that turned out to be my number two movie of the year. So I was happy with that. It was the last movie I saw in theaters before the pandemic, too. Yeah. Uh, On the Rocks is another one that I had. This is the Sofia Coppola one. I didn't see it. It came out on Apple TV Plus, but I did not see it. So. Oh wow! (laughs) Probably. I should probably do that at some point. Get on that. Yeah. Come on. Uh, we both had Prisoners of a Ghost Land on our list. This yeah. is this is another one that's near the top of my list for 2021. This is the She and Sono directed uh, movie with Nicolas Cage. It's going to be his, I believe, his first English language film. Yes. And it's probably going to be insane. So really excited to see that in 2021, hopefully. I th- I think that'll definitely come out this year. Uh, I had Promising Young Woman, uh, which did sort of come out. It got a theatrical release on Christmas Day, and I think it's going to be hitting VOD sometime this month. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really enjoyed this one. This ended up on my top 10. Uh, we both had... Well, I had the Saw movie, which at the time was not titled. The, that, was, that was a temporary title. It's been since changed to spiral uh this is the samuel L. jackson chris rock saw reboot still pretty excited for that oh yeah forgot uh, that that was happening yeah that was supposed to come out and that, that didn't uh this this year hopefully uh we both had dune on our list the denis villeneuve mm-hmm. and that's gonna be a carryover uh i believe that one yeah that's gonna be one of the ones that hbo max gets yeah um, I had Gunpowder Milkshake. That didn't come out. That's going to be coming out this year. Uh, I, I wasn't like s- super excited about that 
to begin with, but I'm still like kind of interested in it. Uh, Bios, which is going to be that sci-fi one with Tom Hanks uh, that never came out. That should be coming out this year. Uh, Let Them All Talk, which was a Steven Soderbergh movie. I'm I'm not even sure what that is, actually. I want to say that that did come out. Did it? I'm pretty sure it did. I don't, I'm not even sure what it is, to be honest with you. Oh, it's the one with Meryl Streep. Yes, uh, that did come out on HBO Max uh, just in December, actually. Adam doesn't care anymore. I, t- I forgot that, S- that Soderbergh did that. Uh, Halloween Kills. That that never came out, but still still excited for that. That's the, the sequel to the David Gordon Green directed uh, Halloween reboot or sequel, sort of sequel. Possessor was on my list. Uh, I ended up really enjoying that. I think you liked that too, for the most part. Right? I did, yeah, I, I mean, I had some issues with it, but for the most part, I liked it. I don't know if we both had it or not, but I have Conjillionaire on the list here, and that was... Uh, I, I had it on mine too. So I get. I think that I guess would be the uh, top disappointment of last year. Yeah, that was a that was a pretty big disappointment. Unfortunately, we had coming to America. Yes, that's that'll be out very soon. Actually, I think next month that's coming out, and that's going to be on. Is it Prime? Amazon Prime? I think. I think it's a Prime movie. Yeah, pretty sure. So that's, so that's I'm excited for that. I'm really excited for that. Uh, Godzilla versus Kong. That's that got pushed back. Uh, hopefully that'll be out this year. Uh, Eternals, which is the Chloe Zhao Marvel movie. Pretty excited for that. That's where all the, the fusses with uh, Camille Nanjiani getting jacked. It's, it's happening on Twitter right now for some reason, even though he got jacked like a year ago. And yeah. uh, I guess... Just some... People are just running out of things to talk about, dude. Nothing's happening. That's pretty much it for like the, the, the big ones that we were excited for. I think we... We're both somewhat excited for Wonder Woman 84, and that turned out to be a pretty big disappointment. Uh, I had New Mutants on this list just because New Mutants was the one <laughs> yeah. that like took t- 20 years you, to come out. And yeah, I, you couldn't give up on it. It's been on your list for ages. It's But here's the know. thing, and if you go back and listen, I, I didn't listen to last year's show, but um, I said like that I was not thinking that it was going to be a very good movie. I, I didn't anticipate it being a very good movie, but I liked the concept and it turned out that I don't know if they like held back on that movie or if they changed it or what, but I don't know. It didn't something happened with that movie and it turned out to be very bad. So I had a couple on my list that actually did, you know, turn up being in like my, my top, whatever number you want to call it. Like oh, the Whistler's okay. first cow. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, never, rarely, sometimes, always. Deer skin, mandibles. The other Dupio. I guess that's a a, a holdover. That played the uh, that did play some festivals. I saw it at a festival, yeah. but uh, yeah, it didn't get. I don't think it got a proper release. I'm still waiting for Saint Maud. Yeah, I don't know that that got a limited <laughs> I release. What, I don't know what the hell's going on with that movie. It came out in theaters. It got pushed back, and then it did have a small run in theaters. But I don't think it ever came out on VOD. I I never saw it, and I I didn't get. You know, I I usually get the uh, fear consideration screeners at the end of the year, and I didn't get one. So I, I don't know what's going on with that. 
And here's an interesting one that I had on that I have managed to forgotten about numerous times. And that's the movie Underwater with Kristen Stewart. Pretty much forgot about it like immediately after it was released. Like I had this one day window where I didn't watch it when it came out. And then I completely forgot about it until I think it was your year end horror list. Mm -hmm. I think that was the one there. And I was like, oh yeah, Underwater. Immediately when I closed that tab, I forgot about the movie until I looked at my most anticipated list from last year, saw it again, and thought, oh, yeah, that movie. And probably when I close this tap and we're done recording, I'll forget about Underwater for the rest of my life. It's unfortunate, too, because it's a really good movie. And I think that the title maybe hurts it a little bit because it's kind of a generic title. Yeah, it's just it's not memorable in any way whatsoever for some reason for me. The, the movie is really underrated, I think. Uh, it came out in January, if I remember correctly, and I saw it in the theater, and it just kind of came and went, and not a lot of people were talking about it. I think horror fans were talking about it. I think a lot of horror fans really enjoyed it. But yeah, I mean, it, it was an easy pick for my top horror list. It's worth, worth a look. I'm sure it's on VOD at this point. I just got to remember it. <laughs> got to... <laughs> Got to add it to that letterboxed watch list thing. All right, let's go over what we have coming out in 2021. I think we'll we'll alternate. We'll do a little little bit of back and forth here. Uh, yeah. I don't have any kind of order to mine, really. Like uh, clearly, there's some that I'm more excited about, but just because I don't even know if a lot of these are going to be coming out this year. Like some of them, like most of the ones I have on my list. I'm sh- I know are coming out. Mm-hmm. Some of them I'm like a little hazy on, but uh, the the ones that we just went over, it's it's pretty much you just copy and paste them on if they didn't come out last oh, year. Yeah. Like Candyman, French Dispatch are probably my top two, but uh, one that one that was not on that list is uh, Crypto Zoo. This is directed by Dash Shaw. It's oh, a yeah. uh, it's an animated film voiced by Jason Schwartzman, Lake Bell, Michael Sarah, and it's about a, a group of crypto zookeepers trying to capture a Baku, which is a dream eating hybrid creature of legend. Yes. So yeah, this is directed by the guy who did uh, my entire high school sinking into the sea, and uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited for Crypto Zoo. That's coming out soon, apparently. Well, it's going to be it's going to be premiering at Sundance and okay. it, Sundance this year is going to be virtual. So if you re- if you want to see it, yeah. you can uh, pick yourself up a ticket. I'm sure the tickets are going to go on sale at some point if they're not already. I guess that I've just run through some of the stuff from last year that I, you know, that I can just pull over to this year because who knows what's happened. Uh, the mandibles, like I said, you know, St. Maud, uh, the uh, the new Apichapong. We have a Sithical movie, Memoria, with uh, Tilda Swinton. Who knows if that'll if that'll come out? Um, the Abel Ferrars Siberia. I don't know if that ever came out or when it will. The one with Willem Dafoe and uh, D. Reese's uh, The Last Thing You Wanted, which I'm not sure when that's coming out anymore, but. Going into 2021, stuff that I know is playing 
festivals. Uh, the first one of which I know is playing Slam Dance, and that's from the director of How the Sky Will Melt, Matthew Wade. He has a new one coming out called A Black Rift Begins to Yawn, which I was a big fan of How the Sky Will Melt. Um, no one really makes movies like Matthew Wade does. And this one is based around two women working on a mysterious project that distorts their memories of time, place, and identity. And it's shot in and around rural Idaho. So, yes, please. Keeping with that sort of theme, uh, another one that's the one that's on my list that I'm sure is on your list too is Strawberry Mansion, which is oh, the yeah. new Kentucky Rodley, Albert Burney one. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> I knew that that was going to be on your list as well. So, I figured I should mention that. Pretty excited about that. That is playing, I can't remember what, uh, that's Sundance. Sundance. That's playing yeah, Sundance. Yeah, that's going to be playing Sundance. I mean, Albert Burney movies, creativity. Through the roof. Off the charts. Yeah. But this is a guy who did Silvio and Tux and Fanny. Another one that's on my list. Oh, sorry. You, you go ahead. It's your turn. Well, yeah. I mean, my next one was going to be Strawberry Mansion, which just to give you a little bit more is uh, in the not too distant future, there's, uh, there's dream audits and your dreams are, are taxed. And I think it's Kentucky Oddly plays the, the auditor that goes to this house and goes through a vast VHS collection archive of dreams which i mean come on sign me up for that another movie playing sundance is i was a simple man this is the latest from christopher makoto yogi who is the director of august at akiko's which was one of my top movies from last year i think or the year before that i mean august at akiko's is just an incredible movie and so with that pretty much anything that this guy does moving forward i'm just gonna watch and this is a ghost story set in the pastoral countryside of Hawaii, told in four chapters about an elderly man facing the end of his life, and he's visited by ghosts. Yeah, I should have looked at the Sundance list. I didn't even look at the Sundance list. Man. One that's on my list is Halloran, which is the new Mike Flanagan horror movie. This is going to be sort of a sequel to uh, Dr. Sleep, which focuses on the the Halloran character, the, the character in The Shining, originally played by uh, Scatman Crothers. Okay. And this is going to be about him. That's all I know about it. I think that it has wrapped, so I it could be out this year. Pretty sure shooting wrapped on that. So hopefully we'll see that this year. Uh, another movie playing Sundance. I actually have movies to look forward to at Sundance. This and, year. and you know what? You can see them, too, if you want to. I know. I know. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try my best. We'll see what happens. This is su- Superior, which is Aaron Vasilopoulos taking a short film of hers from 2015 and turning it into a feature length. Uh, Superior was a film that I saw, the short film version was something that I saw on No Budge years back that I really enjoyed. Really enjoy her work, especially when she teams up with Mia Kelfi Henry as the director of photography, which they're doing here, getting back together. So I look forward to seeing this. And this is going to be our feature like debut. I'm pretty excited to see how this plays out. My next one is The Hand of God, which is directed by Paolo Sorrentino. Big fan of pretty much everything that he that he does. This is the director of Great Beauty, and he did uh, The Young Pope. 
and I don't know what this is about. The, the plot is sort of being kept under wraps on this one. There's not a whole lot known about it, but it's assumed that it's going to be about Diego Maradona. Okay. Just from that, from that title. And he said that in an interview, he said it's, it's his most personal film yet. And in the past, he's talked about Maradona and the impact that Maradona had on his life and, and how soccer like helped him when he was young and struggling and stuff like that. So I think that uh, it's going to be about Maradona. And I, I like the idea of Sorrentino, who is really good at, sh- at filming just like excess. Like he's, he's really good at, at, f- yeah. at, at making stories about ridiculously wealthy people doing ridiculous things. Uh, so I, I think that this will be good. Another Sundance title, and that's Wild Indian, directed by Lyle Mitchell Corbin Jr., uh, who's a director I do not know about. Uh, really, the only reason I want to see this movie is because in the past year, 2020, Blood Quantum solidified Michael Gray Eyes as like one of my top actors working today. And he's in Wild Indian, which is two men learning to confront a, a tragic secret, the savage murder of a, a schoolmate, which, again, the main thing here for me is Michael Gray. Eyes. I love that guy. Uh, my next one is Nightmare Alley. This is uh, the new Guillermo del Toro. And it's uh, about a, an ambitious young Carney with a talent for manipulating people with a few well-chosen words hooks up with a female psychiatrist who is even more dangerous than he is. Oh, Jesus. Got Mary Steenburgen in there, Kate Blanchett, Bradley Cooper, Tony Collette, Rooney Mara, Willem Dafoe, Ron Perlman. Oh, wow. Richard Jenkins, David Strathairn, Clifton Collins Jr., Tim Blake Nelson, list goes on and on. Jesus Christ. Hopefully that Everybody. comes out. I don't, I don't know about that one really don't know yeah. if that one's going to be because i know he's working see, on a pinocchio movie too see how the see how the year plays out yeah I, that's a shitty thing is that this is all predicated on how things go and the you know the way the uh the vaccine rollout has been looking early on i don't feel too positive about a lot of things yeah i'm not sure but hopefully hopefully we'll see that one this year I have a Canadian movie that I really wanted to see when we covered some titles from Fantasia Fest from last year, uh, and this just didn't happen, and that's the movie Come True by Anthony Scott Burns. So that one's, that one's on my anticipated list for this year. Hopefully I get an opportunity to see this, because I've heard really good things. This played two festivals that I covered last year, and I didn't see it at either one of them. Yeah, I don't think we we didn't get to. We tried. Yeah, the, here's the, the the weird thing is like so uh, we we had press credentials for both festivals and access to most of the movies, but for whatever reason they didn't send like and I requested it on both both festivals too, and they just like didn't respond. Like they just straight up did not respond. Yeah. So they do not want us to see this movie. <laughs> I mean, maybe they're like, oh, we know these Which, guys aren't going to like it. <laughs> well, or maybe they're doing exactly what they want to do, and it's working, is that now I want to see it even more because they won't let me have it. Could be. Yeah, that, that might be. It's, it's all an elaborate plan. Yeah, it, for me, it just started out as being like, hey, country sounds pretty interesting. Oh, I'll watch that. And now it's like, give it to me now. 
So it's working. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I have the card counter on my list. This is the new Paul Schrader movie with uh, Oscar Isaac, Willem Dafoe, Ty Sheridan, Tiffany Haddish. It's also written by Schrader, and it's about a gambler and former serviceman who sets out to reform a young man seeking revenge on a mutual enemy from their past. I'm usually into Schrader stuff. One of the bigger movies that I'm really looking forward to in the in the coming year is Judas and the Black Messiah from Shaka King, the story of Fred Hampton. Mm. I mean, this movie just looks incredible. And I mean, you got a huge cast. Lakeith Stanfield, Daniel Kaluuya, Ashton Sanders, Jesse Plemons, Robert Longstreet. I didn't know he was in it. And then I found that out and got even more excited. I'm really looking forward to this movie. As am I. This is on my list, too. Another one on my list is Annette. This is directed by Leos Crax. Ooh, I yeah. didn't know he had a new one. Yep, yeah, he has a new one. This is going to be his follow-up to Holy Motors. Uh, a stand-up comedian and his opera singer wife have a two-year-old daughter with a surprising gift. And it stars uh, Marion Cotillard and Adam Driver. So hopefully we'll see this one. It's a musical, by the way. And Adam Driver's going to be playing a stand-up comic? Yeah, I think so. Which <laughs> I don't, That's interesting in and of itself. And it's a musical, so... Yep. Well, here's the thing, like, I don't normally... I don't really normally like musicals too much, but the musical scene in... That that accordion scene in Holy Motors is still, like... I go back and I watch that, like, just... Just that just that, scene. Just that one part. I mean, I, lo- I love that whole movie, but that one scene, that accordion scene, oh, my God. I love it. I love it so much. So... I'm kind of hoping for an entire movie that's that's like that that scene. Oh, with Adam Driver telling some jokes. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. Here and there. Interesting. Uh, another feature length debut, and this played some festivals too, but I didn't get any chances to see this. And that's the movie beginning from Dia Columia Begishvili, a Georgian director. Uh, she made a short film a couple years ago called Lathe. That was one of my favorite movies of the year. So I'm really excited to see what she does with full length. Uh, and it's about this like little provincial town and a Jehovah's Witness community is attacked by an extremist group. Mm. So I, I'm, I heard good things, too. And it, it won some awards at a couple of festivals. So pretty excited for this. Uh, my next one is Benedetta, which is the Paul, Ber- Paul Verhoeven's new one. A 17th century nun in Italy suffers from disturbing religious and erotic visions. She's assisted yeah. by a companion, and the relationship between the two women develops into a romantic love affair. Based on a, a book by Judith C. Brown, features Sh- Charlotte Rampling. Really, the only reason I'm picking this is the Verhoeven factor. I yeah, I don't I don't yeah, know. That, if that's that, that synopsis sounds pretty pretty compelling. Though. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully it'll be out. Looks like it's it's slated to come out in may in france so maybe it'll play some festivals over here i'm not sure we'll see uh an indie movie that i'm looking forward to is jonathan davies uh topology of sirens which this is a a woman discovers a hurdy-gurdy containing a hidden collection of micro cassette tapes and embarks on a journey to figure out their origin and this apparently has uh, Bonnie Prince Billy's in there. He plays a character. Uh, Alex Zhang Hung Tai is in there. He was in the. He was the saxophone player from the movie 
uh, August Atikikos. He's in there. So this just sounds uh, pretty damn interesting to me. Yeah. I like any time you find a hidden collection of things. Yeah. And you try and figure out their origin. It's just, yeah. Good things that, always happen. You, th- you throw that premise in there, you're, you're kind of hooked right off the bat. You know, the, the big, the big uh, hurdle with that is having the payoff, you know, yeah. make, be worthwhile. I have Artemis on my list, which is the new Lord and Miller movie. This is a, a, about a, a, a porter and part-time smuggler in the lunar city of Artemis. Trying to make a little extra money, she accepts a less than legal job. It ends up involved in a much bigger crime. So it's this kind of sci-fi crime thriller based on uh, the novel by Andy Weir. And uh, I really love pretty much everything Lord and Miller do. So sign me up for Artemis. Something tells me that's not going to be out in 2021. But No, I, I don't think so. Oh, one other holdover from last year's list that I'm hoping happens this year because it's an indie. That's the immortal jellyfish from Dusty Bias. This is Whitmer Thomas and Robert Longstreet. This is one where Whitmer Thomas plays a an off the grid goofball mm-hmm. who who has a fire piss problem. He's got a problem with his fire piss, and then uh, get into some madcap crime solving somehow. Yeah. I, I- <laughs> I don't know. I just need to see it. That's all I know. Yeah, I'm, I, I really want to see this as well. I'm pretty excited for this. Which is really interesting, too, because Whitmer Thomas, he was in another movie, uh, Dim Valley, from Brandon Colvin. And this is still, he's still like a small-time comic at that point. And like a lot of the short films that I saw that played on No Budge that he was in or made. And now he's, he's pretty big time. It seems like he had, I mean, that, he had like an HBO special. Yeah, he's he, got albums. He had that special. And I think that that HBO special is what really helped him out. But honestly, I think the big thing was that, that, uh, that video that he made that went viral, that like baby the, where the, he, the, the baby, the baby. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I'm pretty sure that, that that was the thing that really propelled his career. Honestly. Yeah. Because, I mean, the, the video is hilarious. The song is hilarious. Did and you see the Christmas version? I did. I did see the Christmas <laughs> version, which was just as good, in my opinion. So, Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited about that. I like him. I like him, too. I, I think I, I, I did watch his special, and uh, it, was, it was good. It was definitely different. It wasn't your typical stand-up stuff. So I, I liked it. I think he's a really talented dude. Um, next on my list is Duel. This is directed by Riley Stearns. This is his his new one. Oh yeah, I know that this has finished. This has wrapped, so I know that it should be coming out in 2021. So hopefully it does. It stars uh, Karen Gillan and Aaron Paul. I don't really know anything about it. Uh, I think that. There hasn't been like any plot details, but yeah. it's marked as a sci-fi thriller. So yeah, I'm into it. A movie that's a holdover. Well, actually I'm surprised that it wasn't on my list last year. So it's not really a holdover, but it was something that I thought I would see in 2020. But then, you know, I had this weird release thing, which we've already kind of discussed a little bit. And that's Nomadland from Chloe Zhao. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm hoping 
I mean, that should happen for me in 2021. Pretty sure. It feels like everyone else has already seen this movie. Yeah, uh, it, it is. is it is playing. Enough. It did get re- a small release, and um, I have a screener for it, but I didn't get a chance to see it yet. That's the only other thing that I'm having. I had an issue with with 2020 is it was kind of hard to keep up with movies. I like in the way in which they were de- released and where they yeah, released when I, and. I 100% agree. I, at one point, just got completely overwhelmed, especially towards the end of the year. And I was talking to, to Ken about this, who is a, a writer on Film Pulse, and he's my co-host on Say by the 90s. Uh, he, he, he was feeling the same way, where it just got so overwhelming towards the end of the year, the, the barrage of emails that we would get, and it just it got crazy. And just like figuring out like the release schedule for things and like these movies would come out and there'd be like a virtual theatrical release that would last for like three days and then it would disappear and then it would come out in like physical theaters and then it would run it would do like a short run in theaters and then it would come out on vod like a month later it was just really i mean I, i understand that these companies are just trying to figure out how to get their movies out in the best way so like i can completely understand it but I'm hoping that this will result in a, a, a model, like a release model that can be sort of standardized and used by everyone and, and sort of works. I, I hope you get a little more, little more organized because yeah. even like film festivals were difficult too, because everyone was doing it so differently. I, you would yeah, have the, where you would have to pay, you could watch it anytime. There'd be a specific window in which you could watch it. Yeah. Where it was streaming and you had to watch it at exact time. Like it was just too much research really for me. Yeah. The, all the different platforms and stuff and methods that you had to, to go by. And like, I, I remember when they started announcing that a lot of these festivals were going to be virtual and I was like really excited about it. I'm like, Oh, this is so great. You know, I get to, check out all these festivals and I don't have to travel and it's this is just this is awesome and then it turned out to be like so overwhelming that I was just like oh, I, I, I wish it would just go back to the other way like I would I would gladly just go to Park City and and attend Sundance and go to Austin and attend South by and I would rather do all of that than these virtual ones even though the virtual ones are are seemingly more convenient uh, the, the problem that I found is that when you attend a film festival, you, you're everything is based around that film festival. You know, you know what I mean. Like your life is that film festival for that period of time. But when yeah. you're doing a virtual film festival, you have your regular day to day life and the film festival. So it's like, oh yeah, I'm uh, attending Fantasia Fest, but oh, I got to mow the lawn. You know, yeah. <laughs> so it's like. It, it becomes way more overwhelming. Yeah, exactly. Um, next on my list is, this is probably not going to come out this year, but I'm kind of hoping it does. And that's the new Paul Thomas Anderson movie. It doesn't have a title yet, which leads me to believe that it's definitely not going to come out this year. But it's set in uh, the 70s in the San Fernando Valley. And it follows a high school student who is a successful child actor. And that's, that's all I know. That's all I need to know honestly yeah i mean yeah he's one of those even though they haven't loved his films as much as i used to he's still one of those guys that you don't have to tell me the synopsis i'm watching it mm-hmm. i'm already signed up uh that's all i have uh i got a couple other ones here diabolic 
is uh, the first one. This is a remake of Danger Diabolic, the Mario Bava film. What? Are you kidding me? Tell me more, please. It's directed by Antonio and Marco Minetti. And it all I know is that it is a a remake of Diabolic. I'm assuming it's a remake. There's no, like, I don't have a plot synopsis or anything. It is an Italian film, so it's not like, you know, some American version of it. It is, it is Italian. And the only thing that I really have to go on is some, some uh, stills from it. And it looks like <laughs> they are sort of retaining the same visual style of the original. So I'm a hundred percent on board with a new diabolic. I love it. And I hope incredible. Yeah. I really, really hope that this comes out this year. A couple other ones that I will throw out there that I'm not, that, that, that aren't really on my list, but just some kind of notable uh, releases. Dragon's Lair is one of them. This one is interesting to me because back in, I think it was 2015, they did a, a Kickstarter for a Dragon's Lair movie that it didn't uh, get its funding, but then they did an Indiegogo and it like doubled what they were asking for. So there was going to be a fully 2D animated Dragon's Lair movie directed by Don Bluth and, and Gary Oldman. Sorry, <laughs> Gary Goldman. And they so I was really excited for that, but then there was like kind of nothing happening. And then Netflix picked it up, but then they decided to, I guess, not make it animated anymore. And now it's a live action Dragon's Lair movie. Okay. And see, this is what kind of bums me out. And this is why it isn't on my list. I would really love to see a hand-drawn 2D animated Don Bluth Dragon's Lair movie. Like that sounds incredible to me, but... The, the fact that Netflix has seemingly scrapped it and they're now doing a live action one and Ryan Reynolds is playing, what's the lead character's name? Dirk, I think. Uh, yeah, just uh, that, I, um, that really saddens me to learn about that. Yeah. One of the Warner Brothers movies that's going to be on HBO Max in their you know huge release dump that's going to happen on HBO Max this year is Mortal Kombat. This is going to be a new, complete reboot of the Mortal Kombat movies, movie series. It's not going to be related to the other movies or the uh, the, the live action show that was released. Uh, and I hope that they do it justice. The Mortal Kombat games are still very popular. Mortal Kombat 11, which came out, I think, last year. Wildly popular. Maybe the most popular Mortal Kombat game since the original one. And um, I hope that we see a Mortal Kombat movie that actually has some blood in it. That's just kind of what I'm hoping for. It just wants blood. It has a it has a promising cast. I mean, it's mostly people who I'm not super familiar with, but it doesn't look like they tried to whitewash it or anything like that. And one notable cast member is Joe Toslim as Sub Zero. And this is the guy from, you know, the Raid movies and The Night Comes for Us. So he's going to be playing Sub-Zero, which I think is awesome. I also have Army of the Dead, which is going to be a Zack Snyder movie. 
I'm a little wishy-washy on Zack Snyder, but his Dawn of the Dead remake that he did, you know, way back, I thought was pretty good. So I'm kind of curious to see what this Army of the Dead movie is all about. Uh, the Exorcist, which is a movie that I don't think is going to come out in 2021, but this is directed by David Gordon Green, and it's a sequel to the original Exorcist. So he's sort of doing the same thing that he did with Halloween with The Exorcist. Okay. Fear Street. Do you remember the Fear Street books written by R.L. Stein? Fear Street. They were like they were like goosebumps, but for older kids, like for teens. It was like the teen yep. version. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, they're they're adapting those into a trilogy of movies directed by Lee Janiak, who did uh, Honeymoon, which I really liked a lot back, yeah. back in like 2014. She was on the podcast, actually. Okay. So yeah, I'm I'm pretty interested to see how this turns out. And there's gonna be th- it's a trilogy, so there's gonna be three of them. So and that that's pretty much all I have. I mean, there's there's some movies that I'm like. I'm kind of excited for like the green knight. I'm like kind of into that one. And, um, some of the Marvel movies like black widow, I'll, I'll see them, but I'm not like losing my shit over them or anything. Yeah. And the new Texas chainsaw massacre reboot. Every time they make a new Texas chainsaw movie, I just, I feel like I get pretty excited for it and then get burned inevitably. So like with this one, it's like, um, not really like I'm, I'm kind of tempering my expectations. I don't know if we even really need a, another yeah, Texas chainsaw. <laughs> like I we sure I, don't like, I, I feel like the, the, the reboot that they did, the original reboot that they did like years and years ago still holds up. Like I think it still works. So I'm not sure we need another one, honestly, but yeah, uh, we'll see. That's pretty much it on my list other than all the ones that were carryovers from last year. What do you think about 2021 overall? It's kind of a weak year, but at the same time, I think that we'll probably see a lot of interesting things coming about that, you know, we, that we weren't aware of, you know, during this episode. I, what do you think about like, do you think we're going to see interesting? Do you think we're going to see a lot of pandemic themed movies? Do you think that's going to happen or do you think that's going to happen later on? I don't know. Cause you know, it's going to happen. Still, you know, yeah, you know that like, and there's going to be so much either. It's going to be based in the pandemic or there's going to be references to the pandemic. It's going to be a lot of forced jokes about the pandemic, which is going to be awful. It's just going to be awful. All of it's going to be terrible. Do you think like Seth Rogen's working on a pandemic movie right now? Probably someone, you know, there's a number of people that are, I'm sure of it. And they're all going to be bad. My only hope is that people who are making these pandemic themed movies just try to come up with something, something interesting, you know, like, I don't know. We'll probably see some, we'll probably see a lot of horror movies. I mean, we've already seen host, which I think was the best example so far of a pandemic movie, but I think that we'll probably see some horror movies where it's like their house is haunted and they can't leave because they're in quarantine. Yep. Oh boy. Uh. All right. I think that's going to do it. Let us know what your 
most anticipated movies of 2021 are. I think we have this is a pretty solid list. I'm pretty excited for that. And and also like again, there's going to be a lot of stuff playing at festivals this year. Sundance is virtual, Slam Dance is virtual, South by Southwest is virtual. I can't remember if any of the other ones are, but I think most of the festivals are going to be virtual this year. And the cool thing is that, you know, if you couldn't travel to these places before, now you're going to have the opportunity to buy passes or tickets and see some of these movies. So and I, I very much encourage you to do so. Like I know that for some people spending like $20 to see a movie at a virtual you know, festival is it's a lot of money. I get that, but I think we should also work to support these indie filmmakers and support these film festivals during this time. With that, I think we can uh, close it out. I thank you all very much for joining us. You can follow us on Twitter at FilmPulse.net and at FilmPulseKevin. Uh, you can send us your questions and topics to podcast at FilmPulse.net. And if you have a minute, consider reviewing us on iTunes. We'd appreciate that very much. For Kevin Rakestraw, my name is Adam Patterson. We'll see you next week. Bye.